Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I feel like the topic of perfection is one that I come to periodically, revisit it for a little while, and then move on, and then come back to it a little later. And one of the most beautiful ideas around perfection that I've ever come across, and I think this came from Rabbi Lappin, but it's been years, so I could be wrong. But this idea was that for the Greeks, the ideal perfection in a tree would be the cedar of Lebanon, that it was straight and it was useful, but it was magnificent to look at. It was stately. And the idea also of saying it's when you look like a cedar of Lebanon, that's going to be you in the prime of your youth. The, the young men who are going to the Olympic Games are the, the physical specimens of perfection. They are like that cedar of Lebanon. Not in age, obviously, but in that kind of, you're as tall as you're going to be. Your muscles are as formed as they're going to be. You look majestic and glorious and your physical prowess is amazing. And by the time you reach 30, I'm sorry, you're kind of going downhill. By 40, you're definitely probably close to being all washed up. So it's, I feel like the Greek idea is, it's just kind of a bummer, honestly. I mean, there's something lovely about celebrating youthful beauty and prowess, but it's also, it just is a bummer. (laughs) And so by contrast, then what we have instead is we have the Hebrew idea of perfection and the perfect tree for the Hebrews is an olive tree. And I loved this word when I first heard it because the olive tree is not beautiful to look on. It's kind of, the leaves are kind of dusty colored. They're not majestic in form at all. They're kind of bent and misshapen. I mean, they're amazing in that they can survive in pretty arid climates and still be productive. And yet they're, uh, they're just, they're not a tree that you would drive by and be like, oh my word, that is majestic and stunning. They're a tree that you would drive by and be like, uh-huh, okay, moving on. So what the Hebrews though loved about the olive tree is, I mean, I think it takes a while for olives to come to actual fruit bearing age, but what they do is that they do what they're supposed to do. They bear olives. And then the olives were such a gift to the communities. That would have been their their source of food, part of their sustenance. They would use maybe the third pressing in their lamps. So it wasn't something that they would do. Uh, they wouldn't use the best quality, the first pressings. But in the end, you know, as the the qualities got less and less. My understanding is that they would um, put the olives in the olive press, press them once, and that would be the best. That's the first fruits, really. And then they would take the crushed bits and put them in, put them through the press again a second time, and that's going to be not quite as good of oil. And then maybe the third time, it's kind of like a mashing, crushing process to get any last dregs. And that part would be maybe not even used for food, more like soap and uh, oil for your oil lamps and that kind of thing. So I haven't done an extensive study on this, but from the little bit that I've researched, that's my recollection. And so you think about this, though. You have this tree that is really not very interesting or impressive, and yet 
here it is. It's perfect. It's doing what it's supposed to do. And I think, yeah, when Rabbi Lappin was teaching on this, he was like, isn't this marvelous that we get to go from, he probably didn't use the words glory to glory because that sounds very New Testament, but uh, that we, I guess it would have been what, Psalm 84, so Old Testament as well, but that we, we always get to be improving. We get to be moving up or that we have that option. We have that choice that when we're 30, that hopefully we've become more wise and more um, close to God than we were when we were 20. And when we're 40, we have gained another decade of life. And how precious is that? So even if our physical bodies are wearing out, that our souls are becoming more robust and stronger. And so this is why in the Hebrew culture, the the gray hairs were respected. It's because they were expected to be uh, more or farther along in the path of wisdom, farther along in walking with God, that they had had more years of producing the fruit that they were supposed to be producing. And that this is just this preciousness of saying, you actually get to always be going glory to glory, that you're always, um, that it's it's this beautiful progression. And then in Psalm 84, it says, until you stand before God in Zion, like they go from strength to strength until they stand before God in Zion, that there's this this constant upwardness and that it doesn't matter if you're 80 and your looks at 20 have long been gone and you can't bench press nearly what you could then. And if you tried to throw the discus, it's like, can I even lift the discus? It doesn't matter. It's, that's not the kind of perfection that we're after. We're after the perfection of fruit bearing, even into old age. And so Lord, I thank you for this idea of the two types of perfection and that we get to walk in the Hebrew ideal I thank you, Lord, that the tree, the olive tree is not an impressive tree. And the reality is you could have made the olive tree to look like a cedar of Lebanon. That would have been fine. And yet you didn't. And so I thank you for the ways that even your creation uh, shouts about your brilliance. It shouts about your glory and that we get to be ones who shout about it as well. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.